y'all, it's Mel, and you're listening to The Rough Draft TV, where we talk about faith, purpose, work, and wellness. As a part of The Rough Draft Collective, we are committed to the holistic growth of millennial men and women, and each week we'll discuss how to redefine history with our everyday story. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, welcome back. It's your girl, Mel. Thank you for listening to my Rough Draft podcast. And I am happy, I am sad, but I do want to announce that this episode is the last episode for season one. So I'm happy because I'm just glad (laughs) that we made it through a season. I've been consistent for the past 16 weeks and I'm super excited. If you've been following us throughout this season, then you know that, or even with the Rough Draft as a whole, then you know that this was my year of discipline where I was trying to improve my consistency. And so I am super proud to have finished a complete season of podcasts. You guys have liked it. I am always getting texts and DMs and emails about how you guys love this podcast. And so I just want to thank you before we get into today's episode. I just want to thank you all for listening. Thank you all for encouraging me. This has been completely out of my comfort zone and not something that I had originally planned when I had this idea three years ago. But I did it. I stepped out. We've had some kinks along the way, but God has been faithful and you guys have been so supportive. And so just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We are. I'm going to start back up in 2020. Um, full, full blaze, full. We going in full throttle. You know what I'm saying? And so I just want to thank you guys for your support. And as I take this time off to really seek God and enjoy my family and enjoy the holidays and rest. I hope that you do the same as we gear up, hopefully, God willing, for a new decade. And so, yeah, so today will be the last episode of season one. And again, we'll pick back up in 2020. If you haven't been listening to the last couple of podcasts, we are in our Lessons Learned series where we are talking about the top lessons that we've learned over the past decade. And so, we're talking about faith, work, wellness. The first episode, I told you guys to do your homework and write out this write out your story and write out the lessons that you've learned over the past 10 years in regards to faith purpose work and wellness and I've also been sharing so last week I talked about the top 10 lessons that I learned as far as career development and business development and today I'm going to close it out by talking about some of the lessons that I've learned in regards to faith and purpose and so let's get started So we are talking about faith and purpose today. And I'm going to be honest with you. I did my homework. I told you to do your homework. I did my homework. I went through the top 10 lessons that I've learned as far as faith and purpose. But honestly, it's taken a lot longer than expected. And I still haven't fully unpacked everything that I feel like I've learned, whether it be the easy way, the hard way, whether it be embracing like my story over the past decade, because a lot has happened in the past decade. But I'm honestly still unpacking a lot. And so I'm going to share what I have so far. Um, Eventually, I do want to get to a place where I can, you know, share my full story um, as far as like college and post-grad. I've shared some in the first episode, but um, there's a lot that has happened that that I haven't talked about publicly and I want to definitely use wisdom in doing that. But I do want to go ahead and go over the things that I do feel comfortable sharing and really dig deep as far as like how my passion for purpose came and how my 
kind of relationship with God happened. And so to be consistent with last week's episode, I want to give a brief overview of kind of how faith walk or purpose kind of walked itself out over the last decade. And so 2010, I was starting undergrad in college. Prior to college, I was pretty sheltered. Um, never really got in trouble for real. I was very temperamental. But as far as like school, like I never really snuck out or well, Anyway, I wasn't that bad, <laughs> pretty much. Um, I was a good kid for the most part. I made very good grades. Um, and so when I got to, to college, you know, <laughs> you know, life happens. And so, again, I'll talk about all that. But, you know, the typical partying and getting in relationships and using all of that to kind of fill the voice that you don't even know you have. And so although I did fairly well in school, as far as college is concerned, um, I was out there. I was living my best life. <laughs> and I got into a lot of trouble. I had a lot of fun. It had very, very good highs and it had very, very, very low lows. And so, you know, throughout college, I, again, before, well, before college, I grew up in church and, you know, I always knew what it means to go to church, but I, and I got saved, honestly, at an early age and I knew what I was doing then. And, you know, again, you get in college, life happens, everything kind of goes <laughs> to the wayside. And yeah, and so my relationship with God was very, um, I won't say it was non-existent, but it was very like seesaw-y. Like I would have these moments where I was like, you know, I would go to college Bible studies and I would go to church. And then there would be times where I would be completely on the other spectrum. And so it was nothing really consistent, if I'm being honest. And as far as my purpose, my purpose was my relationships. My purpose was my partying. <laughs> my purpose was, you know, trying to stay in school and, and maintain a decent GPA. But I didn't really... I can't really say that I had like this big overarching, you know, bigger meaning in my life really while I was in college um, for the first five years of this decade. And so I talked about this in the last, in the first episode of the Rough Draft Collective. But after post-grad, I got into trouble. I got into like a deep depression. And again, I'll talk more about, you know, kind of the, the specific things that happened maybe at a later date. But, you know, I was really at a low point place and God kind of really brought me to a rock bottom to the point where I literally had no choice but to look up to him, but to depend on him to be able to bring me out of my mess. And that's what he did. And so once I kind of rededicated my life and honestly, it wasn't something that was, and I'm going to hurry up so I can get to my top 10 lessons, but my relationship with God, it wasn't this like spontaneous moment where, you know, the heavens opened and I just, you know, everything changed. It was very gradual. It was definitely a process. Process. It came from going to church. It came from, it grew from getting into community. It grew from, again, I feel like God was literally just beginning to change my heart, my desires, my interests. Even while I was in that depression, and I talked about this in the first episode, he began to reveal, you know, parts of my purpose to me. And so all of that kind of happening at once, um, I just gradually began to develop a relationship with God. And I say gradual because that's so important. I think sometimes we think that everything 
everything is suddenly and sometimes it is I don't want to box God in sometimes it is suddenly but sometimes we don't talk about the gradual walk with God and that it is a walk it's not a sprint it's not a destination we're always walking with him and so that's what it was for me it was very gradual um and it's like I look at my life five years later now and I'm like wow I'm a completely different person but it didn't feel like that while I was in it it felt like I wasn't making any progress it felt like I was falling more than I was moving forward it felt like I was taking more steps back than I was taking forward but again looking hindsight I've made a lot of progress over the last five years um and so yeah so I say all that to say that a lot has happened in the last decade. And so again, I am still unpacking a lot, but I do have some lessons that I've learned in course of, again, not having a consistent relationship with God to really um, putting him as a source of my life to from living with no purpose and just allowing everything to kind of fill my voice to really understanding my bigger purpose in life and allowing everything that I do daily to reflect that larger purpose. And so, yeah, I've rambled. So let's jump right in to the first tip. The number one thing that I would say I learned over the past decade is that only God can fill every void. Only God can reveal every purpose. He is literally the ultimate source. And I say this a lot. I've said this a lot within the past season because it's true. Um, From being in college to allowing toxic relationships, contributing to toxic relationships, allowing excessive partying, excessive drinking, and just a lack of pure self-control. Again, it was all in an attempt to kind of fill those voids because I really didn't have any other purpose other than that. And even now that I do have a relationship with God and I'm trying to do all of these things, and I talked about it last week of what happens when we can be in hustle mode and we detach from our source, I have learned and I am still learning because I have not arrived, is that only God can fill every void. Now that sounds generic, But if we're being honest, we're still trying to seek a lot of the things that the world offers to validate us. We seek relationships, we seek influence, we seek career, we seek all of these things that again are not bad, but they're resources. God is the source. And so if I did not learn anything else from this past decade, I learned that he has to be the source of everything that I need, that if I want the resources, the resources have to come from him and I should not want any resources that he does not have for me in that current season. Um, I'm not going to say that I regret. Honestly, I'm not going to say that I regret my college years because if if I didn't go through the things that I went through or did the things that I did, then I wouldn't be able to have the testimony to help other people. So I have no regrets. But I could have avoided a lot of mistakes, a lot of hurt, a lot of issues, a lot of problems, a lot of trouble. I could have avoided that if I had acknowledged God as my source and if I had a connection with him. And I'll say this, this is kind of out of order of my notes, but when it comes to having intimacy with God, with really uh, developing or, or really displaying him as the source and really connecting with him on a regular basis, it doesn't always look happy. And so I think sometimes 
a misconception is that, and that's another lesson that I've learned is that your relationship with God doesn't always mean that it's going to be quote unquote happy. It doesn't always mean that there are always going to be good times. The word says that there's a time and season for everything. And so what I think what has helped me the most is that trusting God is being able to trust God in my rock bottom, even when I'm mad at him, even when I'm mad at how he's not moving or how I think he should be moving, still connecting with him, even when I fall a thousand times, um, still coming to him and saying, okay, God, I'm sorry. And still connecting with him, not allowing shame and guilt and my emotions over my temporary circumstances, again, to determine my eternal relationship with him. And so the number one lesson that I've learned is that only he can fill the void that I need. He is the source and that I have to come to him anyway, regardless of my current circumstances. I have to rely on him because he's literally all that I have. And so that's probably the number one lesson that I've learned in regards to my faith. The second lesson that I've learned in regards to faith and life, and I guess it could play a role into purpose, is that self-control, <laughs> self-control is vital to your <laughs> to life, okay? Um, self-control is, is vital to a healthy life, literally. We joke around, or we don't joke around, but we say like carpe diem, seize a day, you only live once, but you literally only live once. So you have to be careful with living reckless. You have to have self-control and discipline when it comes to your life, when it comes to your purpose. And really all the things that have happened have all really just been um, me making temporary decisions based off of my current feelings, me not being, honestly, just not being mature emotionally, mentally, um, spiritually, and just not having any discipline and just not having any boundaries and saying that, no, this is what I'm not going to do. I'm going to stop myself here or I'm not going to allow people to go there. And and really the, the source of a lot of my problems was a lot, lack of self-control, even now down to small things as far as, you know, consistency with my business or trying to eat healthy or, you know, trying to stick to my routine. If we can get, if I can get, if we can get the concept of self-control <laughs> in our brains and actually stick to the things that we are supposed to do and set boundaries. You know, a lot of times we want to live free. We want to live without constraint. But I think, and the word says that true freedom is being able to restrain yourself. True freedom is being able to, you know, have self-control. So that's probably like the number two lesson that I have learned when it comes to faith, life, and purpose. The third thing that I would say I've learned in regards to faith and purpose is that following God for real, for real is going to cost you something and you will never fully walk in your purpose until you come to a place of total surrender and obedience to him. And again, I'm pretty much just recapping (laughs) all of my episodes from this season, but that's probably the number one thing that I'm learning. And if I'm being honest, that's the number one thing that I also struggle with the most now, because a lot of times if we're being honest, honest, if you're really walking with God and you may be losing friendships, you know, you may not get invited to everything and it can, it can really get lonely, honestly. And sometimes if we're being honest, you, you can feel like, oh, well, I'm doing all of these things. I gave up this. I gave up that. I'm trying to, you know, live for God the best way that I can, but I don't see him moving. I don't always see the benefit of why, you know, I'm following God. And I'm just, I'm being honest. It's, it's not easy you don't always see the immediate benefit and sometimes 
if I'm being honest, even now, and I am sitting here doing the rough draft collective at the relationship with God, sometimes you do question whether or not it is really worth it. And again, I'm talking about like a real Christianity walk. I'm not talking about, you know, just doing it because it's popular or I'm talking about having a real walk with God where you walk with him daily um, where you are actively trying to seek him and and do his will. It's, it's hard. And, and the word says that you have to count your cost before you decide before you decide to become a disciple. And there is a difference between a believer and, this, and a disciple. One of the pastors of well, my pastor um, at my church actually did a book that talks about um, the 10 steps of becoming a believer to a disciple. And so what I'm talking about is for people who really take that extra step to go deeper in Christ and go deeper in God. And it's not easy. It's not easy. You don't always see the benefit. And sometimes you do honestly question what is the point. <laughs> and and that the lesson that I've learned is that although it's painful, I get closer to my purpose when I come to a place of surrender and obedience. And and I say come to a place as in come to a daily place because <laughs> there are some days where I'm like, God, you can have it all. And then there are other days where I'm like, you know what? I ain't got nothing for you today. <laughs> and and you know what? And that's OK, because God, again, is not limited to my emotions. He is not limited to my feelings. And I can bring everything that I have to him. And he is sovereign. He is in control. He is God. And I am not. And so you have in order to fully walk in your purpose, I believe that you have to come to a place where you say like how Jesus said at the garden before he went to the cross that not nevertheless not my will but your will be done and following God is literally a death it's a death to your desires it's a death to what you thought your life would look like I did not think that I would be having this podcast talking about God talking about purpose at this point in my life I thought that I would be still living it up turning up living my best life you know and doing all of these things and God has completely um, turned my life 180 and people always say oh Mel you're doing so good I'm so proud of all the changes you made but I wasn't trying to make these changes <laughs> I thought that I was okay <laughs> and so um and especially again when you're waiting on God for different things and it just seems like you're giving up and you're giving up and you're not seeing the result it's hard and so the number one lesson that I am currently learning is that following God does cost you and if it hasn't cost you something then I'm not saying I would question your relationship with God, but but I would really question, you know, have you really gone, gone deeper with him? And this kind of ties into the next lesson, child. We are 18 minutes and I have to hurry up. <laughs> but the next lesson that I've learned is that separation is God's protection. It can get lonely. You can wonder, am I going to lose all my friends? Am I going to lose everything that I have? But know that God takes away what no longer serves a purpose and that he will give you everything that you need when you need it. And so I know that it can get lonely, but we have to understand that God is very protective of us and he does not want to see us go through any more unnecessary heartbreak. He does not want to see us waste any unnecessary time. And so he sometimes will separate us in order to get us by ourselves in order to really grow us in a way that we would not be able to do if we are constantly being distracted. And so for me personally, you know, I am single currently. And although I am pretty content in my singleness and I sometimes got can 
can't even imagine being in a relationship because I literally have no time. But um, even though I am content, it does get lonely. It does get hard. Um, But I've also been in seasons where I've been in very toxic relationships on both ends. And I will always put myself in positions where I would make the person I was in a relationship pretty much my God, where I would bypass everything that I stood for. And, you know, all of my values, I would allow anything and I would put literally my own dreams, my own goals, even friendships to the side for the sake of whoever I was in a relationship with. And because that's where I felt validated and their rejection would literally send me into (laughs) a rage and their betrayal would send me into like a super dark place because that's where I was found. And so I had to understand that God's way of separation. And I know sometimes we'd be like, cut him off, sis. Let me tell you something. God didn't give me a choice. He took everybody (laughs) away (laughs) because he wanted to protect me. He wanted to get me by myself. He wanted to really help me to find my identity in him. And even now that I'm doing well, you know, you always get the questions even from family. Oh, when you going to find so-and-so? When you going to find somebody? And even though I'm doing better for myself, I still have to trust God's protection because what I can't go through again is another heartbreak. What I can't go through again is another toxic relationship. And God and his protection of me is is literally hiding me. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that anything is wrong with me. And I've just gotten to a point where I would rather be by myself with him than to try to move my own way into something that he is not that he does not have for me. And that's not just with romantic relationships. That's even with friendships. You know, there is such a thing as seasonal friendships. And again, I'm not telling you to cut every body off. But I am saying that, you know, when I started walking closer with God, one of my main concerns was I'm going to lose all my friends. And it's just so interesting how God has used me to be an influence to the friends that I thought I was going to lose. And he's brought more people into my life. And that even now, as he is preparing me, what I believe is for a different shift and a different change, you know, even those friendships, even those relationships may, may change. And I can't cling so tight to people that I miss what God is trying to do. I'm going to say that again. I can't cling to people and human beings so tightly that I miss God and what he's trying to do because he will give me, he will always bring the people. I am never alone, whether I only have one person or a thousand people, I am never alone. And especially with him, but I mean, even as people, he will never leave us alone. He'll always bring someone alongside us. And so I cannot be afraid of losing people. Um, when my purpose is on the line. And so we have to put God and his bigger purpose over again, our temporary feelings, our are temp- not necessarily temporary relationships, but we have to be flexible to what he's trying to do because seasons do change. So the fifth thing that I would say I've learned and specifically in regards to purpose, and we talked about this, but purpose is not a destination that you find. It is a lifelong journey that comes with multiple or different assignments and different seasons. And so essentially, I've talked about it on social media before, but purpose is like a puzzle. So you have the final result, right? But there are different pieces that all play a role into the bigger picture. And so that's one of the main lessons that I learned again 10 years ago. I wasn't even thinking about purpose, really. Um, but even now, or even when I started thinking about my purpose, and I talked in the first episode about how God revealed my purpose to me, you know, how that is played out now is in different facets. And I love it especially in in today's generation, how we are, you know, exploring different options, how we have our nine to five and we have our business, how we have our family, but then we're also about the community, how we 
have all of these, you know, kind of we're very multifaceted, a very, very multifaceted generation, I'll say. And I love that because I feel like that that helps us play a role into our purpose. Our purpose is not limited to a career path. Our purpose is not limited to a business. Our purpose is not limited to ministry. Our purpose is not limited to family. How we play out that purpose in different assignments, again, play into the bigger picture. And so when I stopped trying to find purpose, I found purpose, right? Um, Again, I'll say that again. I feel like that was good. (laughs) When I stopped trying to find purpose, I found purpose. And so when I stopped trying to just sit and say, okay, God, what is your purpose for my life? What have you called me to do? Is this career my purpose? Is this thing my purpose? When I stopped doing that, now granted, God did reveal to me the bigger picture, but it was very broad, (laughs) right? And so when I stopped trying to say, okay, what is this one piece that's gonna fit into that broad purpose and started again, um, tapping into different factors or facets of my purpose, then I was actually able to be fulfilled because I'm not limiting all of my purpose into one thing that I'm waiting on God to reveal. Um, And so that's one of probably the biggest things that I've learned in purpose. And so that's why, you know, I, I really started the Rough Draft Collective because again, you know, we will eventually become this bestseller when all is said and done. You know, we'll have these beautiful chapters of our story. We'll have these beautiful, you know, novels. Well, I'm, I'm saying we're going to be a, a three-part series, a trilogy <laughs> of, you know, all the things that you have accomplished in this life. And it will be a bestseller and it'll be a masterpiece and it will leave a legacy. But you don't get to the bestseller until you start with the rough draft. And so, and that's kind of where the rough draft came from is helping people to embrace where they are and embrace their rough draft season, but also do the hard work of allowing God to edit, um, doing the hard work of becoming an expert and learning and doing well in your job, because that is, again, a piece of the puzzle. But essentially, you know, the rough draft was and is about, you know, finding the purpose in the season that you're in, because although you may not like this assignment, this assignment, again, is a piece to the puzzle. It may not be one of those end pieces of the puzzle that's easy to depict. It may be one of those, you know, middle pieces that's a little harder to see where it goes, but it plays into a role of of the puzzle of purpose. And so I'm going to probably end with that. I had some more notes. I'm going to end with that because I think that that's a good stopping point of where you can pick up. Um, You know, I know that we didn't focus on 2020 goals um, towards the end of this year, but I am definitely still setting some goals. Uh, Again, I'm being very careful about the goals that I'm setting. But, you know, as you start thinking about the things that you want to accomplish and how you want to go deeper in your purpose and maybe even pick out a new puzzle piece to add to your purpose. You know, I think that that is that these lessons will help you. And so I'm going to say a final prayer. This will be my last prayer over you before 2020. Um, If you are not following us on social media, you got to follow us on social media because that's the only way you're going to hear from me <laughs> between now and 2020. Um, because again, we are ending the season with this episode 
episode. So follow us at The Rough Draft Collective on Instagram. Mainly we're on Instagram. So try to find us there. But I also post on Facebook as well. And I'll try to send a newsletter out too. So, but anyway, again, Instagram at The Rough Draft Collective. Um, our website is theroughdraftcollective.com. Our email is theroughdraftcollective at gmail.com. So those are the ways that you can stay connected with us until next season. I would love to hear, um, I'm still going to say a final prayer. I haven't forgotten, <laughs> but I would love to hear like what your favorite episode of this season was. Um, what's probably your biggest takeaway that you've had and what are some of the things that you like to see for 2020? I have some things in mind, but I have by no means planned out the entire year. So if you have any topics that you like me to discuss, the, the format of my rough draft is going to be a little different next year. And I'm super, super excited about it. But it's going to be slightly different and it's going to require a lot of y'all's feedback. So please send us an email, send us a DM on Instagram and tell us what you like to hear from us. We would love to hear your stories and get to know you. This is a community and a family. So do that for me. But okay, sorry, I'm rambling. Let's say this final prayer. So Lord, I just thank you. Gosh, God, you are such a good and faithful father. I just thank you for who you are. I thank you that you are sovereign. I thank you that you are the creator of all things, Lord. You are God. <laughs> and we are not. You are almighty. You are all powerful. You are an all wise God. You see all. And I just want to acknowledge you for who you are. And I thank you, Lord, for all you have done for the people that are listening to this podcast, for me and talking through me in this podcast, Lord. It is, again, not something that I take lightly. I thank you for entrusting me with, with your people. And I just thank you, Lord, for bringing us all here today, Lord. I thank you for creating us with a purpose, Lord. You didn't just create us just to be here and take up space. You created us with a purpose, each and every one of us, regardless of where we are. And so we thank you for the assignment that we're in, even if we don't like it. <laughs> um, we thank you for entrusting us with a big purpose. And so, Lord, as we are prayerfully going into a new year, Lord, and I pray just safety and protection over everyone listening to this podcast, Lord. Lord, that no premature death will, will take them out, that no tragedy will strike, Lord, but that you will keep them safe and protected in your arms. In Jesus' name, as we go through this holiday season, Lord, may you protect their families. May you give them safe travels if they are traveling, Lord. And I just pray that you will just surround them with your protection, surround them with your love, with your grace and your mercy for those of us that, for those that may be feeling lonely or who may not have family or who may not, you know, have a means to to you know fellowship with other people or who may be going through hard times Lord I pray that you'll be a comforter for them I pray that you will be with them that you will send people to them that can be with them in this moment Lord and I just pray Lord that as we get ready prayerfully to walk according to your will into um, 2020 Lord that you will just begin to download to us Lord we do not want to um 
even repeat the same 10 years, Lord, even if we've had great success, Lord, we want to go deeper in you and we want to go deeper in the purpose that you have for us, Lord. And so I pray right now, Lord, that you will remove every distraction. I pray that you will begin to tug on our hearts about the things that can no longer serve a purpose and the things that can no longer remain as you get ready to take us into this new season, Lord. You are so strategic. And so I thank you that you see the end and that you are trying to get us to align with your perfect will. So I pray, Lord, for perfect and divine alignment with your will in these next few months, Lord. Remove whatever is no longer serving a purpose and bring in what it is that you would have for us, Lord. Help us to trust you. Um, May our faith arise, Lord. Help our unbelief, Lord. Help our doubt, Lord. Forgive us for, for going back and forth with you, Lord. Forgive us for not being grateful for the things that you have done for us, Lord, because you have done great things. We are nowhere near where we were 10 years ago. And so we thank you for keeping us and protecting us. And I just pray that you will continue to keep us and continue to protect us. We love you. We honor you. We adore you. Um, And yeah, I just pray that you'll be with your people. Um, And yeah, we look forward to, to, to going deeper in you in this next decade. And it's in Jesus name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I love y'all so, so much. And again, I thank you guys just for your um, support. And please let me know how I can best support you um, while we're in this off season. And yeah, that's all I have. So enjoy your family, um, rest, get inspired, and don't spend too much money. Live within your means. (laughs) But yeah, enjoy, enjoy, and I'll see y'all next year. All right, prayerfully next year. All right, bye y'all. Thanks for joining us this week on the Rough Draft Podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theroughdraftcollective.com, where you can subscribe to this show in iTunes so you'll never miss a show. And you can also follow us on social media at the Rough Draft Collective on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all of that. So if you love this show, please, please, please leave a rating on iTunes so that we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Check out our latest ebook called Unfinished Business. Learn how to get back on track to God's purposes for your everyday life. Thank y'all so much for listening and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.